0: You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Locked On Indians. Um, as I stated on yesterday's show, we would be talking about uh, the rest of the draft today, talking about a piece I released on 24-7 about the newest draft prospect. That's right. In January, we can have a new draft prospect due to players um, basically graduating high school early. Uh, they're able to reclassify. And before you go, is that really a thing? It's it's something that's rising. Um, it's something we're seeing more of and more of. A few guys a year, Blaze Jordan is another guy uh, who's a top-ten prospect, for me at least. And um, I'm trying to think of the name of the third guy. But we're seeing it, and it's something that happens. And this guy is someone who I think the Indians would very much be uh, uh, can into signing. I think he very much fits their profile. But the problem with talking draft, to be perfectly honest, is we have news upon news upon news. So let's get to it. Um, let's not bury the lead. Let's go. Uh, Josh Tomlin, or Josh Tomlin, yes, I wish it was Josh Tomlin signing with the Twins. That'd be nice, uh, just for the amount of home runs he'd give up to the Indians. It's Josh Donaldson, the wrong Josh from the Braves. Uh, he's going to earn, he got a four-year, $84 million uh, contract, so do the math, $21 million a year. Uh the option is sixteen million for the fifth year, and that comes with an eight million dollar buyout. So it's essentially a ninety-two million dollar contract. Now if you remember the talk was that he had multiple offers over a hundred million, which means that was not true, because he would have taken those. Like Josh Donaldson, um he never, you know, he, he got he had that great, great run with the Blue Jays and then got hurt, missed time, came back, got to do a little bit with the Indians who probably should have given him the qualifying offer. If we're being really honest, um, if the Indians had the money to do it, that would have been the time because then you're getting a one-year contract and then you – can you imagine how much better the Indians would have been if they'd had Josh – like, if the Indians had given Donaldson the qualifying offer, that's the playoffs. Like, that's honestly the difference. But uh, what it could have should us. <sighs> We'll move on, but Donaldson being hurt, he got a decent amount of money a year ago, don't get me wrong, but this is really his only chance to cash in. He was a late bloomer, got opportunities late, and really exploded kind of late on the scene, so for him this was it he was going to take the biggest money offered because it was pretty clear that minnesota was not his top choice but it always came down to the dollar sign and it it's very clear that 92 million was the most money offered so the fact he won 110 the fact that he had multiple 100 million million dollar offers the fact the nationals were going to let their offer sit it, it makes me wonder if like the nationals offer is something like four years 88 or something like that um or you know a lesser buy. When you see that sixteen million with an eight million dollar buyout, to me that just screams of that's him getting every last million. Like maybe the Nationals' total offer was twenty was ninety million, and they're like we're not going any higher. And the Twins are like we'll go two million more, and that gets it done. It might seem like penny anny stuff when when you get one shot at free agency, you're going to get every dollar. And yeah, he got it ninety two million. The Twins after missing out and missing out and missing out. Uh, hit a home run today Donaldson is an exceptional talent an exceptional player uh, he showed last year that he's really not feeling the effects of age at all yes he is currently 34 years old so you're getting him for your his age 34 35 36 and 37 years with an option for age 38 year which they are almost I mean 60 million isn't bad so there's always a chance. If he's still performing, if he's a rare guy who keeps it together. 127 OPS plus, 379 on base, 37 home runs, uh still playing exceptional defense. By baseball reference, his defensive war was worth 1.7 wins. Like he did everything. He was great a year ago. He will slot into third. Miguel Sano goes over to first, and the Twins offense gets even deadlier. Uh great get by the Twins. They kept missing out on pitching. I'm still uh Curious to see how it's going to go with their pitching. Uh, but, I mean, if you're a Twins fan, you're very happy today. They were sitting there circling for a while. Donaldson signs. That means the Twins will uh, will lose. Uh, they're going to lose a pick with this, but uh, I don't think they care. It's, you know, now in the new system, it's not a first-round pick. I believe they'll lose their second or uh, possibly the third rounder with this. I'd have to look at the specifics. Uh, but yeah, Donaldson is a twin, and they are a lot better. So how does free agency look right now? Well, every day someone's going away from who's left from that uh, top 50. With this deal, uh, that means you got kind of Azuna and Castilianos are at the top. The talk is right now that, you know, the Rangers are kind of hot to get one of those two, and then we kind of have to see from there uh, what's going to happen. I, I, it's an odd market to be perfectly honest, I don't know who's still out there who has money to throw around and who's going to consider going to bat. Um, you know, Castellanos, made himself a lot of money uh with his run with the Cubs cuz there was always questions about um defense and consistency and things like that and he was able to kind of show uh everything basically as it were in that run with the Cubs. So, he's still out there. Um, I mean, your third best offensive player by most metrics, standards, beliefs, Yasiel Puig. So we'll see. Um, Brock Holt. And then let's see if I can name who's left. The the six left standing. Uh, it's kind of like a challenge, right? So you got those names. Um, and then we have at the bottom was Pedro Stroop and Drew Smiley. So those are your six guys left uh, from that, uh, that list. I'll have to go through and update my Best available third base with Frazier signing this week. Like it's really a barren group, and if you're the Atlanta Braves or if you're a Braves fan, it's kind of a crappy situation. Like let's be honest, there uh, they lost Donaldson, Austin Riley. I don't know if you really how comfortable you feel projecting Austin Riley as your third baseman. He has never done it. Uh, the defense there has always been an issue. His bat has trailed off. It's always been a little bit slower. He's one of those guys that scouts kind of. Uh, always looked at as man he's gonna mash but he could be a quad a guy and we'll see what happens but he's right now set at third base um the you know ty flowers that, that is a is a good backup they maybe have the best backup in baseball right now but it's on the whole uh yeah, the Braves may not be quite as amazing as you think. Let's just go through this projected lineup. Ronald Acuna, fantastic, move on. Ozzie Albase, fantastic, move on. Freddie Freeman, fantastic, move on. Travis day um, a catcher. Uh, no one knows what he is. Like, he had a breakout last year, but it was kind of a limited breakout. Dansby Swanson, uh, a league-average shortstop. Ender Inciarte, been hurt a lot, and his bat has regressed. Austin Riley, I've already talked about him. Uh, John Carmagno, Adam Duvall, these are kind of the bench guys you might count on. Starting pitching, Mike Soraka looked like the real deal a year ago. Cole Hamels, um, he's a starter. I don't know how good. Max Freed had a a strong year a year ago. Uh, Mike Fultwitz had a a pretty good year. Sean Newcomb, I think, is still going to be best served in the pen. And then they have their litany of prospects. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) There's certainly a lot of young talent, but... I, I don't know. I, I have some concerns with the Braves. And honestly, going through that team right there, like they should, you know, if they were really truly and they have some money to spend uh, in on this free agent market, I think I skipped over Nick Marcakis, as a matter of fact, because Nick Marcakis is a below average starter. Um, and he's, you know, one year, four million. If he was worth anything, he would have gotten more than four million uh, a year ago, he was like just about league average with well below league average defense. The Braves need to sign Castellanos or Azuna. This needs to happen for them at this point. And you know, if you're the Braves, honestly, if you're okay with Nick Markakis out there, I would advise them to go get Castellanos because uh, the pick they will get back for uh, Donaldson signing with the Twins, they'll essentially have to give that pick up. They would lose that pick. Um, if they signed Azuna, and between those two players, Azuna is the better defender. Uh, Castellanos is the better bat, but I think they're very close in value. Um, so I'm going to go with the guy who doesn't cause me to lose anything. Um, and like I said, they've already proven that they are okay with substandard defense in the outfield. So yeah, I mean, this is the, the the Braves need to pivot now. They have they should have the money to spend. Yes, they went out in free agency and they added some. They aren't and Cole Hamels and they Chris Martin and Will Smith. And they added a, a, a lot of small pieces, but Atlanta is a big city. Let's be honest. This is a team that should have money to spend. Their outfield is currently, again, Ender Inciarte, who was not good. Nick Marcakis, who was not really all that great in the second half, had a good first half, but, you know, and he's also 36 years old. You're kind of got a 36-year-old in left field who had a bad second half, a outfielder coming back from injury issues like this they they need an outfielder the Braves should be one could make a case that they should sign Castellanos and Azuna like you can make a legitimate case for that now the downside of that that's a little bit over the top is you know they do have uh Waiters and Kristen uh Pache down in AAA and you're hoping that those guys will get up soon and help this team uh but don't run out there with Marquecas and Enciarte you know, the Indians showed that all the games matter evenly and you don't want to be punting some at the start of the year just because, uh, you know, whatever. And, and it's not even because they're going to manipulate service time. I don't think that's the issue. I mean, these are guys that are just, they got a taste of AAA last year. They're incredibly young for the level. Let them get their feet wet there a little bit and go out and get a proven guy. Because right now, I mean, you got Ronald Acuna, who's utterly fantastic, and then the rest of that outfield is... One can make a case that, uh, I mean, if you go spot for spot, that the Indians outfield uh, could conceivably be better. Now, on pure talent, uh, the Braves is better because Acuna's talent alone is better than the entire talent of the Indians. But if you go, so you just wash out right field. In center field, I would definitely take Mercado over in Ciarte. And in left field, uh, Marquecas versus Franmil Reyes, that's not a contest for me. They're both terrible defenders, and Franmil is, uh, you know, built like a superhero so i'll take the guy with the big bat um there so yeah the the braves have the money they have the ability go spend atlanta uh add one of those two guys and one can make a case to you know consider adding holt as well because they could use him in platoons they could have him play multiple spots yeah they don't need a second baseman on any level but if they don't want to add you know two outfielders i think you could make a case that uh, holt could also has been an outfielder in his career so should we talk about the other minor moves? Let's let's go through um uh Nate Jones minor deal with uh the Reds. Uh I don't know if the Reds you know, there was talk of them like going kind of all in and they've had a, a good free agency. They they've done some interesting things as a a team going forward. But you know, at this point I, I think fans would kinda of be disappointed with if all you did this offseason was add Mustakas and uh, Shogo Akiyama, I'm still kind of surprised by how much he got. Like, everyone really underestimated him. I was really high on him. We'll see if I'm right or wrong. Uh, it, it's an interesting lineup Shogo in center, Vado at first, Suarez at third, uh, Mustakas at second, uh, are- are, uh, Aquino in right. We'll see how he does in year two. Uh, Winkler in left Galvis at short and Barnhart at catcher I mean doesn't that really fall apart there um yeah it's it's it really kind of those last two spots they badly need to upgrade shortstop and catcher and they kind of swung and missed both of those and when you look at their their rotation um I mean I can't really Castillo, Gray and Bauer is a really strong group Anthony uh Discafani is better than you think, and Wade Miley is a super, solid rubber arm back end guy. Like that's it's a better rotation than you want to think. And the bullpen with Garrett and uh, Lorenzen and Iglesias is interesting. Like I'm still very intrigued by this team. We'll have to see how it goes, but. Man, if they could get a catcher in a shortstop, the Reds will be something. Nate Jones gives them another power arm at the back end. He was not particularly good for Chicago a year ago. His control has been getting worse every year. But remember, since he's got a really smart pitching coach who's did some great work with a lot of guys, um, Nate Jones is the perfect type of guy. To sit there and let them fix. Like, this is when I talked about the Indians should go out inside uh, Trevor Rosenthal because he's got that big fastball, and, you know, if, if anyone can fix him, it's the Indians. Uh, Jones has some definite issues, but the Reds, I, to me, that's why I had to talk about it. And mean, the Reds have done such a good job, they have such a smart staff that uh, Nate Jones is uh, one of those under the radar signings when there's not much left in free agency that uh, probably should get talked about. I thought it was interesting. Jed Gayorko's deal was announced after his down year. He got five point five million, so it's uh, that's more than I expected for him. He is definitely going to get some starter time, maybe some platoon time with the Brewers. Uh, see, the Angels added Matt Andries, who's uh, one of those guys who has just bounced around forever. Debuted in twenty fifteen, it is I know it's only twenty nineteen now, but uh, one hundred sixty seven games as a, and a career of under one like it's he's just been the definition of of replacement level keeps getting opportunities though uh the phillies when the reds let nick martini go the phillies claimed him and i talked about why he could be interesting for the indians to consider trying to add him but uh the phillies claimed him which means the uh the indians uh you know the phillies had higher waiver cry, uh, priority. And what's kind of really intriguing here is they let go of, I'm not going to try to pronounce the first name because I will butcher it, Herrera. Now, O'Herrera was one of the best recent Rule 5 picks in, in memory, came on at age 23 and looked like one of the best uh, uh, values in baseball as a Rule 5 selection, You know, above average OPS with stellar defense in center field, but that was actually his peak offensive year. And then he, I mean, actually made an all-star game, but he was still good. Those first three years, age 23, 24, and 25, great. Uh, age 26, we started with some more regression. And the other thing was the defense started to regress all along those lines as well. So he went from being this plus defender with a plus bat, uh, to at age 25, starting to look like he was washed up when he should be hitting a prime. Uh, or I'm sorry, at age 26, age 27, injury plagued, some really ugly off the field stuff. No, I wouldn't claim him. Not in a heartbeat. Um, the off the field plus the, uh, the the contract and owed money, I, I wouldn't go near him if you're like, Well, how much is how much is owed? Uh seven point five this seven point three five this year, ten point three five, so you're looking at eighteen the next two years with about three point five in buyout. So he's owed about, you know, twenty one million dollars for a guy who was a below average bat. No thank you. And, you know, we're no longer in the point in time. This isn't John Dorsey running the Browns. We're not gonna take someone just because well you know, if he didn't have off the field he wouldn't he probably wouldn't have been let like, go. Oh. But it's like no, he's got off the field as well. So interesting move by the Phillies. Uh Austin Dino, I talked about a few weeks ago on the show, you know, the, the Marlins, like, I'm like, he's an interesting little outfielder. Well, uh, he got traded to the Cardinals of all places today for will Burgos, who I'll be honest, I knew nothing about before uh, an 18 year old kid in the low minors. So it's at least the Marlins get something for letting him go. And the Cardinals get another outfielder on their 40 man. Uh, the Cardinals are just going to have all of the outfielders, and you know, I talked about this a little bit online today. It's like people are talking about Dakota Hudson, like he is a, a big, valuable piece who should be a centerpiece for Arenado. I'm like, I talked about on the show as well yesterday. It's like teams aren't dumb. You know, you can look at Hudson, you can look at the advanced knowledge, you can look at his stat cast, you can be like, this is not a guy who is all that worthwhile. Um, you know, Zach Plisak, if you get, basically, if you look past Hudson's ERA, he's not that good. Like nothing else on him would stand out. Uh, he's basically their version of Zach Plesack, where Plesack is probably not as good as um people were thinking he looked at the start of the year. He doesn't have as much data, but it's the same thing it's all blue same thing bad spin rates, exit velocities uh just comparing him and hudson it's they're dead similar so that's if if hudson ha- carries that much then um so does act I mean, they're like I said, they're just the same pitcher. So that kind of gets us through the uh, the moves of the day. Hey, we'll talk draft tomorrow. Hopefully, unless something else happens, we will have to basically sit down and see if anything else occurs that uh, brings them uh, the Indians doing something. But yeah, I mean, the Indians can no longer kind of sit on the sidelines and wait. Uh, they can't just uh, hope that uh, someone's going to be left because right now. Uh, no one is they're just they're not it's going to be a situation where there's very little left and i really feel like more and more the indians outfield signing's likely going to be cameron Mabin who they had uh in system a year ago before letting him uh basically give gifting him to the yankees which was a uh a, a move you can't criticize because at the time they didn't think they had much there and they were giving a guy an opportunity to play in the majors it was it was a classy move by the indians but that's where we are um teams making moves just not the indians uh parts and pieces flying off the board i want to thank you all for listening rating and reviewing oh i just want to make one last statement i did this yesterday as well so i guess this is going to be a new thing so I, I thought a little bit more about houston uh alex core got fired today which i i mean i think everyone predicted i can't give myself any credit there but the houston astros um you know, lost two firsts, two seconds, and $5 million. When they traded for Zach Grenke this year, um, they gave up two firsts in Seth Beer and... Um, why am I blanking on the other first-round pick? Uh, JB Bukowskis they gave up one second in Corbin Martin, and then they gave up an uh, international signing in Jose R- Rijos. But at the end... Rojos. But at the end of the day, you know, the fact that those guys were developed and in the high minors made them much more valuable than picks. So, essentially, to win a World Series... Um, two years later, the Houston Astros traded away the equivalent of what they gave up to get Zach Greinke. And I think at the end of the day, there's not a team that would do that. So I've kind of come back around. It is a lot they lost, but it's no more than what they gave. One can make a case it's less than what they gave up to add Zach Granke last year at the deadline. So, um, just to put it in terms of, uh, asset analysis and, uh, comparing it to other things they've done. Thank you for listening. And as always, go tribe.